Well, as Sarah mentioned earlier, um, I'm really excited that we're going to be starting uh, a new series. So there's this week, kind of a bit of an intro, uh, and the next five weeks we're going to be looking at the early church together and what it looks like for us to be similar to them, but today. Um, So uh, we're going to be taking the next five weeks to do that. Um, We're going to be looking at what the early church did Um, what they committed themselves to doing and hopefully trying to take some of that on board that can help us uh, live better as a church today and be more impactful as we join in with God in his mission. We read those in uh, in verses 42 and we're going to think about uh, four of those specific things but also then the final Sunday, how that leads us into mission and into what God is calling us to. Now, as we start, I have a question for you. Who likes Lego? Hands up. Good. There's, yes, there's lots of hands up. I see Jude's bought some Lego this morning. Is that Star Wars Lego? Very cool. I think I saw an R2-D2. Very good. Um, I got a Lego puzzle for Christmas. It's lot, lots of minifigs, which is really exciting. So I'm looking forward to building that. Well, I love Lego, uh, and we're going to use some Lego today um, to help us uh, think a little bit about uh, our verses today. Now, just before... Our, verse, our verses from today, God has sent his Holy Spirit to the church. And I know lots of us will know that story of the first Pentecost. See, before Jesus uh, went to the cross, he told his disciples, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to be your helper. And then after Jesus rose from the grave, we remember that on Easter Sunday. Daniel, thanks for reminding us about Easter earlier on. Um, Jesus went back up to heaven and he ascended to heaven. And then a few days later, he sent his Holy Spirit. And that's the one where there's the flame on top of people's heads. Can you remember that? God sent his Holy Spirit to be with his church. And that changed everything. People began to believe in God in their thousands and trust in the truth of Jesus, which is really exciting. Now, we're going to use Lego to help us think about um, four of the key things from today's verse. So, uh, if we could have the first slide up, please. The boys and I have been busy with our Lego over the last little while. And here we have a classroom scene. Uh, And uh, you can see, if you look very carefully, that Jacob is teaching in the classroom. Um, So, I don't know, what are you teaching, Jacob? Are you teaching anything? How to build Lego? Yeah. Very good. Uh, So teaching, this is one of the things that the disciples, the new Christians, these thousands of people who've just started to believe in Jesus as God's Messiah, they wanted to learn more about him. So they committed themselves to hearing what it was the apostles had to say. Now the apostles were the people who walked through life with Jesus. They knew Jesus like best of friends. And so these were the best people that we could find out, that they could find out from about how to live well. Now, thinking about school, has anybody got a favorite lesson at school? Anything that they want to? Yes. DT. Very good. Nice. Being creative. Yeah, very good. Anything else? Anybody else want to share? Frankie? Art. You like art. Very good. Jacob? PE. Very good. That's my favorite as well. Lots of running. Abby? Science, very good, fantastic. It's good to have people covering that. Well, that's, that's some, some of the things when we're at school that we like to learn about. And these new disciples were so desperate to want to learn more about how to follow Jesus. 
And so they committed themselves to learning. They spent as much time as they could learning from the apostles. They built in time to learn more about Jesus so that they knew him better. Now the next scene, I, I will pick up, but I'm a little bit, if we could show it on the screen as well, it's a little bit more intricate. This is a playground scene. Okay, so there's, there's, a, there's a train like, like the playground down the road. There's a zip wire as well. Which, oh no, he's fallen off. Oh. There's some monkey bars. There's a slide. Spider-Man was on the slide. So, um, so that was good fun to build, wasn't it, boys? And there's a group of people talking there, and there's some people queuing up to go on the monkey bars, and they're enjoying having a chat. They're enjoying spending time together. And that's the second one from verse 42. Fellowship. That word means sharing or being together, spending time with others. Now, has anybody got a favorite game that they like to play when they spend time with other people? Yeah. Monopoly. Who likes Monopoly? Oh, lots of hands. Okay, hands down, who doesn't like Monopoly? Is that because you lose all the time? Be honest. Yeah, Gary's giving me the nod. Very good. But it's special, isn't it, to, to, to play games with our friends, to spend time with our friends. And these are the things, another thing, that these early Christians committed themselves to doing, to spending time with their friends, to sharing everything with them. Now, the next one we've got here, uh, if we could have the slide up as well, is, thank you very much, is breaking bread together. So we've got people sitting around a table and enjoying some food. We think that when Luke wrote breaking bread, that he was talking about the Lord's Supper. And that's what we remember when we have communion here at church, isn't it? Wonderful. And... um, That was when the disciples, the new disciples, remembered what Jesus had done for them on the cross. When Jesus' body was broken and his blood was shed so that they didn't need to pay the price anymore. They could be with God again. So the the new disciples remembered that. And the last one is this one here. You've got to use your imagination a bit. It's praying hands. I tried hard. I couldn't get a little minifigure to put his hands together. So, so I tried to build some hands like that, and it, it kind of works. It kind of works. Um, prayer, they committed themselves to prayer, and that's one of the things that we're going to be doing over the next week, which, uh, which is really, really exciting. As Sarah said earlier on, God wants his friends to bring their requests to him. God wants us to ask for things. So... Those are the four things um, that, um, that the early church committed themselves to doing. Verse 43 tells us that people were amazed at the signs and wonders being performed by the apostles. So these people who walked through life with Jesus, they, they saw what Jesus had done and they started doing the same thing. Everybody around them saw what the apostles were doing and thought, this is amazing. This is the incredible thing. You see, the power of Jesus didn't stop when Jesus went back to heaven. He sent his spirit so that the disciples could continue to bless people by the Holy Spirit. In fact, Luke talks about signs and wonders when he's talking about the work of Jesus when he was on earth. And Jesus is still at work here a little bit later through his Holy Spirit. And we believe he's at work today too. That's... 
the beauty is that Jesus, the beauty of it all is that Jesus continues to minister through his church and by his Holy Spirit to each and every one of us. So they were committed to these four things, but there was a little bit more that they did too. They, they were committed to coming together to worship a bit like we are today. They broke bread together every day, it tells us, and that they shared everything, that nobody went hungry, nobody went without anything. People were desperate to encourage one another, to share with one another, to, to give things up, to sell things so that other people had more. One of our, um, one of our assemblies uh, for Christchurch School, John shared this great story about a lady from his last church who, who gave a wardrobe to somebody who needed a wardrobe, and then she didn't have a wardrobe anymore, but that was what she was willing to do. What a beautiful story of sharing everything so that people aren't in need. So God sent his spirit to the church. The church loved one another. They committed themselves to learning more about God, to sharing time and meals together, to worshiping together. And what did God do when God's people did that? Well, verse 47, the end of verse 47, says that news of what was happening in and through the early church spread everywhere and that, G- and that the Lord added more Christians, more people to the church. The church grew and grew and grew. So God blesses his church at Pentecost. They commit themselves to these incredible things. And then God continues to add to their number. And that's not for the church's glory. That's for God's glory, isn't it? I love that the early church uh, were committed to show- showing their faith by doing these things. As we love other people around us, they will see that Jesus is Lord and they'll be drawn to him too, we pray. The church looked a little bit different to the world, I think, the way that they were willing to give up things and give to other people. I wonder if we fast forward to today from from then that actually the world is still quite similar to that that the world says that we should tell ourselves, oh no, it's all about me, I matter, I'm the most important, I'm not going to bother about sharing or spending time with people, I'm going to worry about myself, I've got this new gadget and I'm going I'm to do that, I've got these new toys, I'm not going to share those with anyone because they're mine. But actually what the gospel says is completely different. The gospel says that we should think less of ourselves The gospel tells us to think about others, that they are more important than us, that we should be looking out for them. If we could have the next slide, please, Gary. In John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus says this, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So this, friends, is how the world are going to find out about Jesus. It's the way we love for one another. It's the way we care for one another. It's the way we we share things. We love because God first loved us. And my hope is that as we step into doing these things um, with and for one another that we might be seen as different from the world, that people might think there's something different 
about the church. There's something different about those people that go to Christchurch Surbiton Hill. They really love and care for one another. Imagine what our church, our town, might look like if all of us lived in that way. I'm really glad to say that we're well on track with this uh, and that, that I and my family have been really, really grateful for the love and care shown to us over seven and a half years that we've been here. Uh, and I know that we do look after each other really, really well, but let's press on with that. Let's trust God. I've got some questions for us to think about, and this is for everybody. Have a think about who you can show love to in the week ahead. And when you've thought about who, think about how you can share God's love with them. It might be sharing some new toys you got at Christmas, which is really hard, isn't it? Because they're mine, I want them. But actually sharing your toys can be a really special thing. It might be um, inviting someone round for a meal. Make sure you do a lateral flow test first. How can you share that love with those people? What things can you do to be generous to others? And maybe a question, probably for all of us, but maybe for, for the, the older um, members, sort of 11 and up, what obstacles are there in our lives that we need to be getting rid of that can be make, it difficult, make it difficult for us to live this way? God is so good, isn't he, that he loved us and that he sent Jesus for us. I love, absolutely love this verse and these pictures of the early church, but it's that command from Jesus that we love one another that really rings out through all of this. We're going to ask for God's help. As we said, when God sent his Holy Spirit to the church at Pentecost, that lives on now. It didn't stop working. God's Holy Spirit is still at work today, and we praise God for that. So if I could ask us all if we're able to stand. Um, and what we like to do in our group sometimes when we're praying prayers like this, if we're asking God to, to speak to us, is that we put our hands out. Because when we, get, when we get given a gift, if you stand with your hands by your side, you're not going to receive the gift. So sometimes we just do that and we say, God, we're ready to receive anything that you might want to tell us. So if that's helpful for you, you might want to try that now. I'm going to say a little prayer and then I'm going to leave some time for some quiet because it might be that God wants to um, talk to us today. Now, you might hear his voice like Samuel did in the Bible or you might just have a thought. But let's spend some time listening to God and then I'll pray at the end. Father God, thank you so much for your love for us and thank you for this beautiful picture of the early church. Thank you for the things they committed themselves to doing. And God, we pray now that in the quiet that you will speak to us, whether we hear your voice or whether we just have a thought of somebody, God, that you want us to share with this week somebody you want us to care for, to love. God, we thank you for the person or people that you've brought to our minds. And we pray that you will help us by your Holy Spirit this week to look after, to love, and to care for them. For your glory. Amen.